Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith, here with you to talk about football and football and schedules and nations that are not in the North America, Caribbean, Central America area, but are for some reason in the tournament that caters to the North and Central America and Caribbean region. Um, We've got a a great episode for you tonight. Um, Our friend Ben, who got his ratings up on halfspaces.com, check that out, follow along while we talk about it. Um, And our good friend Angus, who's here to talk schedules uh, in the Michigan context, Um, obviously co-host Greg. Uh, will be with us as well. Um, Thank you to our sponsors. Uh, Our sponsors for this episode are the Anchor app as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your HR and employment law and student NIL business needs. Check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com. Many of you might note that this episode is being released a little bit early. This is because uh, there is a game against Qatar on Thursday. So we're going to release this episode a little bit early so you can get the preview down uh, and then we will have a special mini bonus episode immediately after the cutter game. So check that out. So let's get right into it with uh, co-host Greg and Ben. How's it going, Ben? Oh, not too bad. Just finished working out. So I'm good and sweaty and ready to go. I mean, that's not a terrible way to go about life. (laughs) I'm sweaty, but I haven't worked out in a couple of hours, so uh, we're on the same <laughs> same page, man. The pandemic has been interesting for me. I started lifting, which I hadn't really done before, but I also eat like crap, so weight's yeah. going up one way or the other. Yeah, weights go up, weights go down. That's how it goes. <laughs> um, so, so, so we're going to talk about about your ratings, and and I, I believe Kevin's going to join us in a moment. We're going to talk about your ratings, um, and and then we'll get to this preview. 
of uh, Cutter. But um, if you go on Cutter's national football team website, they have a, a picture of a former coach, and I swear he is the bad guy from like a future Clue movie. <laughs> Bruno Metsu, please don't at me. I don't even know if, who you are or if you're still. No, you're not alive. Okay, great. Um, so, uh, whatever. Uh, it's a terrifying picture. I don't care. Um, oh, wow. I just Googled him. You're not wrong. It's terrifying. What am I, what am I looking at, Bruno? Who? Metsu. M-E-T-S-U. It's got some stunning hair, though. Oh, yeah. Great hair. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, if you, if you want to take a look at that, it's it's <laughs> horrifying. This is a very, very visual podcast. Just go live from MGO blog. <laughs> uh, it's a visual medium. Um, so, uh, so, Ben, let's go, let's go uh, back to front with the uh, Half Spaces TM ratings. Um, so, uh, dear listeners, I, you already heard me talk about this in the intro. Um, I think I haven't recorded the intro yet. I'll pre- try to remember. Um, uh, check out halfspaces.com for Ben's, uh, in-depth ratings of the games. He, he gives positives and negatives based on individual plays. Those positives and negatives, um, are, uh, adjusted for competition and opponent. Um, and he's, he, he's got it going back at least, at least two years. Um, so you can like compare against matches and so on and so forth. Yeah, uh, I started my first one was uh, the 2019 under 20 World Cup for the kids, and it's it's come a long way since then. Like the fir- I think I have like the first image on one of the pages somewhere. It just looks like somebody went insane and scribbled a bunch of numbers on a like a scrap piece of paper. No, I saw uh, that last week when I was reading. <laughs> yeah, it looks <laughs> like. Uh... The, it looks like the scribbles of a man that's been in prison for 25 years. Right. Beautiful mind ask or something. Yes. If you put it on a window, it would look just like that. <laughs> um, so, uh, so let's start. Let's, uh, let's go. Let's go back to front. Let's talk about Matt Turner. Um, we talked about this a little, not, not enough in the rapid reaction um, for, for what I've seen when I, when I was again, half paying attention to my rewatch. Um, he had a couple really nice saves. Right? He he just doesn't do anything wrong. Like, if you think back to watching Stefan play, I feel like every every other match, there's like a pass to the wrong team where you're like, oh, no. And <laughs> uh, uh, Turner just, he had, all I can remember is he had a couple rough touches against Haiti, I think. And then yeah. since then, it's been like, no drama. Just make the saves you know, roll it out, move on. It, it's been very, uh, very comforting. Yeah. So he, he, I think like the, the only goal he's given up in this tournament was on a penalty um, to Martinique. Uh, and aside from that, like outside of being eh with his feet, he's, he's been great. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to like drop, you know, 70 yard bombs, like he's a Darrison or something, but like, he's not passing it to the wrong team and he's making every save you want him to make. So like, what more do you want out of your keeper? It's, it, it feels like job number one should be not allow goals in, and he's right. pretty good at that job. Yeah. I think um, that's the majority of the job. It's, 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 it's job one. Customer <laughs> service, job two. Stopping goals, job one. Um, so so I, th- I think that, that, that at least, as, I, I don't even know that it was really a discussion, um, but Turner is, is, is in the 
the World Cup qualifying team. Oh he's, yeah, he's I mean both, your, your top your top three in some order is Horvath, Stefan, Turner, or however. I mean, I suspect Greg is going to disagree with most of the rest of us. Greg Berhalter, not yeah. you, Greg. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so so Turner, you know, we, we, we always start with the goalie because that's how it works. But I, I thought that he was phenomenal and, and your your um ratings support that out. Right. Basically he, he came out with a, I think I had up my five and a half. And if you're if your keeper is the like your man of the match, the way I grade, um, it's probably a bad thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> like, to to put the, like the the only time I want to see him be man of the match now is if we end up facing Mexico in the final because I think in order to have a chance in that game he's gonna have to be man of the match yeah yeah that'll be fun yeah. um looking forward to it uh but we'll, we, we have cutter first so we'll get there yeah. but okay so let's let's now talk about the the center backs and uh Miles Robinson's um play of the game yeah yeah I mean Sands gets beat on um, on a he- like a long ball aerial duel, which we kind of talked about in the rapid reaction thing. Um, Jamaica was kind of targeting targeting him on uh, on those long balls, and he loses one, gets it flicked past him, and then you know Robinson basically erases it. Like the guy tries to cut inside on him, he takes the ball and like doesn't even, the guy doesn't even get a shot off. Just really really solid defending all game long from Robinson. So so he he got a. In your system, a twelve-five or a, an eleven. Yeah. Um, which so so what does that really mean? Like if if a central center back has an eleven, is that like concerning? Um. Well, it depends because there's different ways to get to that score. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are, there are games where um like uh, Sands didn't score real highly in this game, but there are games where he did because he was distributing very well out of the back, organizing things, and you can earn points that way. Um, in this game, Robinson earned more of his points um, shutting things down. So out of the 11 points I scored him on, um, it looks like uh, nine of them were some kind of defense, either out okay. of possession or on transition defense. So he, he was stronger defensively than offensively. That makes sense. Okay. And, and talking about James Sands, um, like you said, tough game. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like, you know – say he was terrible but like he had a couple rough moments um like we said losing aerial duels um he misplaced a couple passes um so i mean he's he's clearly you know the the second best center back on the roster and probably best on the roster as far as distributing but uh you know last night wasn't his strongest game right and we knew that but that's that i i think that goes back to what i um, what I said during the rapid reaction, which was that he is, um, it's tough to put him as part of a central back two. Uh, I, I increasingly believe this, that he needs, if he's going to be in a, in a back two, he needs a, a right back who's staying at home. And that is not Shaq Moore. Or he, if he's the central center back in a back three, then, you know, maybe Robinson is on his right and Brooks is on his left and his defensive, you know, some of his defensive shortcomings don't become like, if you got two big guys that can handle headers, then he's not, you know, not as exposed there. Right. Um, so th- something to note, it's not to say that he's bad. It's just, he's not. And, and this is due to, due to, to injury. Like he's, he's playing almost out of position. Well, and if you look at it too, like if you're, if you're Jamaica, you're, you're trying to create turnovers and go quick, or if you have the ball, you're going to play long. 
And then who are you going to aim at? I mean, if your choices are aiming at Miles Robinson or James Sands, like, well, I guess you're going at James Sands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and, and the fullbacks, I think, I think you had a really good score for Vines, which I imagine is just a series of plus ones from his defense. Uh, yeah, he was, he came out to a seven and a half, seven point five, 7.5, um, which is pretty good. It's not like, it's probably not going to get you mad of the match, but it's not bad. It's pretty good. Um, and just looking at the uh, list here, by the way, I always include an event, an event log in my, uh, in the, like with the articles. So if you ever actually want to go through and check my work, feel free, but, yeah, um, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, like he look, can... it looks a lot less crazy now because he actually has it on like Google Docs instead of just hand scribbling on a uh, <laughs> window. We've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, technology is crazy, man. Yeah, right. Actually, some guy actually made the spreadsheet for me because I'm like, I'm not bad at spreadsheets. I'm not, you know, I'm not a pro or anything. But some guy put together like this awesome thing because it was getting to the point where. Once I started adding like game phases, it would take me a good 15 minutes to like total everything up when I was done. And this dude went through and put it all together for me so I can like enter it as I score and it just kind of spits out the numbers at the end. It's amazing. So shout out to that unnamed person. Yeah, I should really know that guy's name. (laughs) Oh, that's rough. I thought you were like protecting that guy for like for whatever reason. Well, it's a it's a Reddit user. So I don't remember his username. And nobody bad is ever on Reddit. It's probably for the best that you don't remember it because, like, somebody will look it up and be like, dude, are you are you aware that this guy's, like, exclusively <laughs> commenting on furry subreddits now? And you're like, ah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've wait, been Ken is, boned. Is it, wait, is that a problem for this podcast? Uh, I, I, I just don't know if we have an official position on, on furry okay. subreddits. All right. Well, as long as we're clear on our assassination policy, I, we can leave that for now. My official I, policy is creepy. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so, okay. So, so the, the let's talk about Kellen Acosta because I think Sebastian Legette aside, I, I don't know any – well, Jackson Ewell. But aside from him, um, like I don't know any single player that's like split the USMNT Twitter fan base as much as Kellen Acosta. Um, and we talked about him being phenomenal defensively. Um, and – and then you went back through, and he was phenomenal defensively. Well, yeah, because I don't know if you remember this, but last match I complained about the uh, U.S. midfield being really inactive. Yeah, they had when I went through and graded it, there wasn't really much worth grading. The three starters ended up with, um, I think, twenty-three events that I thought were like notably good or notably bad enough to like make a note of. And in this game, Kellen Acosta had thirty-four, so uh- it was. <laughs> You know, the, the game was hectic and like the midfield was everywhere, especially Acosta. So he has rough moments on the ball and <laughs> like people are going to remember that. So like if you lose the ball a couple of times, like if you don't go back through and watch, you might very well think that guy had a bad game because like turnovers stick in your brain. But like he had so many like little good passes, uh, breaking up possession, like he was just crushing the counter when um jamaica tried to go so actually busio was too we'll get to him but um so i mean he is got to be close to as athletic as tyler adams i I mean i don't know like i I, 
like I wouldn't back one of them in a race or something, but like that guy can cover so much ground and he's like a physical guy. So he just did a really nice job being everywhere, breaking things up last night. And we've, we, so we've on, on the podcast, we've previously bitched about um, Greg Berhalter overrating secondary skills. Um, but Kellen Costa feels like an example of like, no primary school skill. What is the job of a central, like central defensive midfielder? to break up transition. And that's what Kellen Acosta does. Yeah. And he's got, like, we've talked about this before. He has leg talent. Like he can just hit the crap out of the ball. He just has to like, get the, get the, I don't know, awareness to either get rid of the ball sooner or I'm not sure. He's got to, he's got to get a handle on the turnovers, but he's got all kinds of other skills. What's, what's ironic is I actually think that it's the opposite. I think that, that he gets in trouble when he has too much time. Yeah, that like, could I, be. Like, I, th- I think that, like, you know, I don't know about, like, he's not like a, a Reggie Cannon or Daryl DK where I happen to know for a fact that he's a genius. Um, but, like, it wouldn't surprise me if Kellen Acosta was really, really smart because it feels like when he's, when he's playing fast and he's not thinking, um, he, 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 the ball goes where the ball needs to be. So, like, in the first gif, gif, that you have on your website where he, where he takes the ball off of um, a Jamaican attacker and then just immediately switches it to Busio. Like perfect. Mm -hmm. Gets the ball, moves quickly, gets the ball where it needs to be. Whereas I feel like a lot of his, um, a lot of his turnovers happen where he like has the ball, there is no pressure and he can like sort of like pick out his pass. Yeah. He kind of like dinks around on it and then like just takes a second too long and loses it. Right. So I think like, it, it, it reminds me of a quarterback who has too much time in the pocket and yeah. loses his rhythm. You know, like he, he just like he can't he you know, what actually he reminds me of he reminds me of a of, of a, a quarterback who, who only has one read and then takes off running. But in, right. in, in soccer, you can't do that. So it's like Kellen Acosta is the world's best RPO quarterback. He just <laughs> doesn't have the ability to take off. Well, and another reason I like him is, uh, have you seen Cinderella Man? I have. Which is a great, great movie, by the way. But yeah, great, um, it's fine. I oh, I don't, want, I don't want to fight about this, but I really like Cinderella Man. I mean, Anyhow, you can put up more of a fight than Russell Crowe in that movie. <laughs> Boom! Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> moving on. <laughs> um, Anyhow, uh, there comes a point in this movie where uh, he, you know, gets his shot again and he starts to win matches and they, they ask him, like, what's the difference this time? And he's like, this time I know what I'm fighting for. And like this during the Depression. And he's like, well, they're like, what are you fighting for? He's like, well, milk, bread, you know, like his, <laughs> his, his life, essentially. Now, this is way different, but like Kellen Acosta had his shot early and then fell out of the U.S. national team and has now worked his way back in. So I feel like he has this kind of edge to him that like he's been there, lost it, and now he's back. And like he's going to be damned if you take him off the team again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. And you, and you can see that because like not only it, it, it feels like he's like there, you know, you mentioned like he knows what he's fighting for. But there's a certain desperation um, on your on your website. You have the Miles Robinson stop, which is beautiful. But mm-hmm. if you watch the other person in frame, uh, Kellen Acosta runs about. I'm going to say a four five from midfield to the goal. Oh yeah. He's like, busting it to get back there. Dead, yeah, sprint. dead sprint. Um, which like, and, and, and like he makes up ground quickly uh, in a way that like, I don't know how many players on the team can do. Right. I mean, I don't know how tall he is, but he just seems lanky. He's got like a long stride covers ground fast. Yeah. 
So like, and, and you know, at the end of the day, if our backup six is a guy who's just really freaking good athletically and defensively fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot worse you could do there. Yeah. Uh, Jackson. Um, anyways. <laughs> okay. We uh, cannot mention stop him now, right? pulling him out. <laughs> uh, so Busio actually, Busio was, was another person who I thought defensively, um, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the rapid reaction. Um, but Busio was, was someone who I like, I, I think that he literally, like you said, I think someone called him soft and he was like, Nope, I'm better than you. And not only am I better than you, I'm going to do it with two way hockey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, he actually, like, it was a muggy ducks three thing. It's like, <laughs> you guys can score, but can you four check? And you're like, that's dumb. Why are you making a kid's movie about four checking? But still, you know, here we go. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If you're going to, if you're going to bag on Cinderella, man, you can't bring up mighty ducks three. Mighty Ducks three is fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I, that's what I'm going with. It's fine. Okay. It's it's not, it's not as bad as you remember it. That's all. All right. Anyhow, back to in Bucio. case in case you can't tell, the uh, ranking system is a little off here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, like the fact of the matter. Well, actually, you know what? I I don't love D three because there's no Jesse Hall, and Jesse Hall is the best player on the team. At me, <laughs> at me. He was better than Adam Banks. At me. Was he better than Keenan though? Yes. <laughs> uh, look, that like, entire storyline is so absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd. I... Wait, you're you're a lawyer. Do you play hockey? Are you gonna like get into a drunk driving incident and be sentenced to coach a hockey team, Mesa? Uh, I've skated uh, three times in my life, and the second time. Uh, there was blood all over the ice because I fell and split open my chin. And I decided that hockey was a dumb sport. Well, yeah, I don't know what went it... out for a third time. Well, th- <laughs> I, I mean, at that point, at that point, uh, I was actually with you and 17. Well, I don't know what it is about me, but apparently I like attract lawyers. Like my, my best friend here in Cleveland is a lawyer. You guys are lawyers. And none of you have gotten drunk and been sentenced to coach a hockey team. And frankly, I'm really disappointed. There's still time. Well, it's, see, it turns out, it turns out that if you're um, an alcoholic, they judges don't tend to want to put you around kids. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, turns out that that's uh, that's one of the more unlikely things that happens in that. Film. What if you what if you get drunk and then drive? Do they then sentence you? Well, yeah, kids. Uh, yeah, it's oh, like, okay. hey, do you know who we should put this around? Impressionable <laughs> people. <laughs> oh, all right. Where were we anyway? I don't know. Gianluca Busio is. Oh, yeah. Is, uh... Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did not take the fall actor getting indignant, and I'm done with the Mighty Ducks for now. <laughs> um, yeah, so honestly, I was surprised when I went back and graded it. He scored even better than um, Acosta, specifically on stopping the counter. Like, he had... Uh, let me see. I know it was a seven and a half. I gave him just in. So I split the score into four um, game phases. We've got in possession, out of possession, transition offense, and transition defense. And honestly, like if you listen to Burhalter, he's got like ten phases, and I don't. That's just doing too much for me. So we're gonna stick with four. 
Well, at but, a certain point, these these breakdowns are no longer useful. Right. It's just it's honestly it's even gotten so complicated at this point that I don't know who pays attention to any numbers other than like the first one. Yeah. But uh, he just did a really really good job in breaking up counters as well. Uh, he was. I don't know, doing really getting back. And then just like you said, just getting stuck in, like he was not, he was not going to have his defense criticized after this one. Yeah. And I, I thought he did. I thought he did really well. Sebastian Legette, uh was there. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like he, he did, a, he made like looking at his score too. He had a couple of really memorable, like big slide tackles. Um, but again, he just slows play down. Like he's not, He's not – he has this reputation, I think, as, like, being creative offensively, and I just don't see it. Like, when he has good offensive moments, it seems like he's, like, the late arriving into the box guy, and yeah. he can finish it from there. But he doesn't play incisive passes. He just doesn't – he doesn't dribble anybody. I, like, I, I don't know. We've said this a million times. Like, he's fine with better players – but he's not going to be a spark for you. He's not going to carry your midfield. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, it is what it is. Like, I, I don't, I don't think there's anything else to say about him. Um, hey, can then... we jump? Can we jump back to Shaq Moore for a second? Sure. Um, I just like, he's gotten very popular all of a sudden and he's fine. Yeah. But like his thing just seems to be like, just, I'm going to pump in a bunch of crosses. So yeah. Like, uh, I guess there's worse to have, but like I don't get like the the excessive love that's coming there. Uh, he's not bad. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but like I I don't know. I feel like the I, the, the the hype has gotten a little much on on more. Well, I I think that in game one, um, he he looked really really good, really really bright, um, and and was moving things forward when not a lot of other people were. Right. Uh, I've I've what I've noticed about Shaq Moore is that since. Walker Zimmerman has gone down. Shaq Moore has not looked good. And I think that there's a relationship between those two things. Um, right. I just thought he was kind of consistently average. Like, I think he, okay. he got, like, I don't know, that first game, I know what you're talking about. He got forward a couple times. But I, I think you just remember, people just remember, not you specifically, like, he puts in crosses. Like, he just, yeah. like, he just does a lot of that, which is, you know, I mean, I guess it's a scoring opportunity, but unless you're aiming it at somebody, it's just kind of throwing it in there and hoping for the best. Yeah, I mean, I I think that, like, because there's so little creativity moving forward through the midfield, like, maybe it's just, like, a super useful talent to have here, and it's it's not one when you have the senior guys. Um, But you wonder, like, why why does Shaq Moore get get the ability to do this and Anthony Robinson doesn't? Because it's the same thing. Yes. It's and the I same think, thing, except we have 17 right backs and, and one and a half left backs. Well, and I think Moore actually hits a better – or not Moore. I think Robinson hits a better cross than uh, yeah. Moore does. Of course he does. <laughs> He's really – like, Anthony Robinson is really, really good at that. It's just like Berhalter doesn't let him do it, which is fine. But, like, if you're asking Robinson not to cross, then you're taking away what makes him – a potentially elite option at left back, but we're talking about the grades here. Let's talk about the forwards. Um, Daryl DK, it bore out, didn't it? Yeah, I, I'm rooting for Daryl hard, but like he's just not not feeling it. Like one thing I've noticed is part of Greg's like system seems to be like playing it up to that forward 
and then that forward ho- trying to hang on to it or bumping it back to somebody. And DK wasn't coming back hard enough. I don't know if you noticed this, but he would like not come to the ball. And then the Jamaican defender would either be able to get around him and poke it away or just kind of be so on top of him that he couldn't hold it up, which is odd because like you're 230 pounds, man, throw your rear end into him, back him off and make some space. But he just, he wasn't doing it. Like Zardes comes back hard and then he, you know, immediately bangs it back to a midfielder or a center back, which, you know, kind of is like, can't you do more than that? But that is doing more than what DK could do. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that, that it's, it's, it's a testament to, to, and, and I, I think another thing we should mention about DK is that DK uh, has been playing professionally for one year. Like, yeah, they mentioned that on the broadcast that like the the game was the one year anniversary, I think, of his first professional game. Which is like well, it's it's rough for him because it's like on the one hand, it's like, oh my god, this kid has all of the talent. But like you forget that the kid has all of the talent involves the word kid. Like, right. And somebody somebody on Reddit actually pointed out today that he has now played fifty five games in a cal like from when he first started until you know, Sunday or whatever. That's so, insane. That that's a, like lot, a lot, a <laughs> lot of minutes on the legs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like, I, I, I almost want him to, to uh, like get a transfer and then have a coach be like, uh, yeah, you're going to stay on loan with Orlando. Uh, but, oh, by the way, you're um, you've got a back issue and you can't play for the next six months. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Take a break. Um, so, so I think, I think that's, that's what there is to say about DK. We talked a lot about it. Um, Matthew Hoppy is the goat. I don't want to hear any arguments <laughs> to the contrary. Um, the swagger is on eleven, and I think Christian Roldan is our right wing moving forward uh, in games yeah. that matter. Um, I, I wanted to point out on on your uh, ratings, he had more he had he had more positives than Paul Ari- uh, Ariola, um, and he played not <laughs> as many minutes. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I don't even want to say Ariola was bad. He was just invisible. There was just nothing going on there. So I, I don't know. I was like looking forward to getting him back because he looked really good in that like very brief 15 minutes against Haiti yeah. at the beginning. And he just, there was nothing there. There was nothing there on Sunday. So I don't I just, know what's yeah. up with that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, I, th- I think he's hurt and, and, and that sucks because he's the only natural right wing on the roster. Greg. Right, and we have basically wasted roster spots on Lewis and uh, Ewell at this point, which would be really nice if that was, you know, even Chris, Chris Mueller or, you know, Cade Cowell or whatever, but you just got, you've got nothing there. Yeah, so it is what it is, but whatever. Um, so let's talk briefly about Cutter. Um, oh, hang on, are... one more, one more hoppy thing. Oh, go. Sorry. Um, I think it was a guy named Caleb Adams, who I think works for uh, the new North Carolina MLS team, um, yeah. pointed out that Kate, uh, that um, Matthew Hoppy is 6'3". Really? Yes. I had to Google it just to make sure. Yep. But, I mean, I just wish we had another winger so we could put him at forward. But I don't know, I don't know what you do at left wing if Hoppy's not there. Pray? Yeah. Like, I, I, I honestly... Honestly, like I don't know what you, what you do if if you don't have him as as the guy, um, as the guy on the left. Like I, I don't think that there are any good options that happen. 
Could you run uh, Legette and Roldan as like quote unquote winger, and then put Hoppy up there? I mean, Berhalter won't do it, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any good answers for this because I don't think that, um, I don't think that there's a, a good way to do this in with the with the personnel you have. So, right, because uh, there's there's like levels to what you can do depending on how good your forward is. Like yeah. with DK there, he can't really even bump it back to a, a defender or a midfielder to like have somebody running forward to play it to him. At least you can do that with Zardes. And then back when we had Altidore, you could play it up and like the kind of the next level forward up would be like he could make it stick and then, you know, pass it behind him or like flick it off to somebody when you really get going. So I feel like Hoppy is like the only guy that could maybe even attempt to do that job. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, so it's, it's, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but I don't think we have an answer here. Yeah. The um, roster's not going to help it. No. So, okay. So let's talk about Cutter. Um, their coach is Felix San- Sanchez boss. I, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce two of those names. Um, so he uh, he's a Barcelona guy. Um, he, he he coached the Barcelona youth team when a certain guy was in their youth program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy. That guy was in their youth program, um, and this guy was the head of their youth program at that time. All right. He's also like a si- a, si- a solid diehard villain looking guy. Uh, yeah, he's got he's got you know that like. He's got like like he's a little too burly. He, you know what he is? He's he's Pep Guardiola. If Pep Guardiola was a strength coach, yes, he's swole, was, yes, swole if, Pep Guardiola. If Pep lifted. <laughs> if Pep lifted, he looks like Felix Sanchez. Um, so he's. I mean, I, you know, you, you, based on the, the limited amount that I've watched and his pedigree, um, dude wants to play forward like Pep, like score goals. It looks um, like the it looks like the match against Qatar is going to be fun, but I just have this like terrible feeling we're going to lose to Qatar, 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 however you want to say it. I don't know. I just got a bad feeling about this match. Yeah, well, it's it's because it's like we're setting up the the final against Mexico, blah blah blah, and it's just like uh, this team is good, and they're they're forwards. So they play. It appears they play sort of like a five three two, and their two forwards are guys who uh, of like in their careers played. In Belgium, played in Spain, played in um, Austria. You know, like these are these are guys who can play. Well, and they are, they're the they're the Asian champions. They're just like yeah. looking for competitive games to play since they don't have to qualify. Yeah. So this 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 team is not like a a, a step over. Um, yeah. And and the guys who they do have, like I think, like like do you remember during olympic qualifying um costa rica had like the entirety of their team was from one club team right or it, it wasn't the entirety it was probably like half a lot but, yeah yeah so so that's um what's going on with cutter is that like huh. i think like i think they have like um of the player of the like 15 players who have started a game so far i think like eight play for al sad which i think is the the like the top team in the in the cutter domestic league um which is, I, I believe, pretty good, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I have no information on that. I do think that any questionable refereeing decisions um, might go their way. <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, it's a question because on the one hand, CONCACAF does not want to make it look as if CONCACAF is a joke. But on the other hand, Cutter has a lot of money and have 
proven that they are willing to pay off soccer professionals. Well, they are hosting the Olympics next year. I am World Cup, rather, sorry. Yeah, yeah. They have proved that they do not care about paying off people. And we have proved over the course of the entirety of CONCACAF's history um, that we're shady. So we'll see. And the U.S. Soccer Federation is broke. Uh, True. (laughs) So uh, it's a question. It's a question of how that works. Um, I'm not super optimistic about our ability to pay off refs, but um, you know, I, th- I think like like should this team, uh, this U.S. Men's National C team or whatever we're calling it, Gold Cup team, should they beat Cutter? Uh, I don't know. I like I don't I don't know that they should. We'll live. I mean, I mean, we'll see. But what does Vegas say? Like uh, Vegas doesn't care about nationality or whatever. Uh, okay, why don't you two vamp while I look this up? Well, I was going to say, it's 2021, so the most, you know, CONCACAF thing that could have possibly happen is Cutter winning the whole thing. Right. Uh, yeah, this team is made up entirely of, not entirely, like 95% of either Al-Sad or Al-Duhal players, except for one, two, three, four guys. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the the reputation is out there that Qatar is just bringing in, like, Brazilians and nationalizing them. But if you actually look at their roster, it's pretty much all, like, it seems like native, I don't know, Qataris? Is that a thing? Can so uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of people who, um, they're not only Qatari, uh, Qatari, I guess, Qatari. Qatari, um, yeah. Um, but like there, there are people who, due to various uh, events that have happened in the Middle East over the last, oh, I don't know, 20 years, look it up. Um, some people maybe lived in places where uh, they no longer could live after certain events um, mm. due to various events. Um, and so they like they have a, b- a bunch of people who like there were like eligibility disputes, but like those people had, had lived in Qatar since, you know, they were five or six. Sure. Um, you know, like situations that like... Nobody but a petty soccer fan would be like, "You're not a real." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah, guys, I was going to know a fun. Wait, you want to know a fun fact? Uh, sure. Uh, in the last twelve months, a forward named Mohamed Salah, <laughs> aged thirty, has played three caps for Qatari. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm not, not. I'm not feeling as good about our chances now. I I, I felt a lot better before I knew that. <laughs> Not the same what, guy. What are the odds there's more than one Mohammed Salah? Uh, <laughs> Probably pretty good. Mohammed <laughs> um, is like their James, man. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, so that was the joke. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. How you doing, coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out? Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like... You got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. 
well, you know, any any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can't. I can't. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Berhalter. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Berhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just, Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um... So here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're... we're we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do, do you want to do you want to do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So. Dear listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. <laughs> How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, look at that. We actually have an Angus this time. Woo! I'm here. Good job, Angus. I'm Thank you. you. You didn't, you didn't uh, say you were going to do something and then last minute tell us that uh, you have more important plans going on. Well, I am moving. Eh. Yeah, same. And I still showed up. Yeah. You don't even have a date, man. I do have a date. I just don't know where I'm moving 
He knows when, he just doesn't know where. Yeah. All right, uh, well, that's good, I guess. It's baby steps, baby. Congratulations <laughs> on that. <laughs> okay, so, um, so how's everybody doing today? Is anybody uh, drinking right now? I, I suppose that's like the, 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 the stock first question. Uh, coffee. It's, it's 1.45 on a Tuesday on the East <laughs> Coast. So, no. <laughs> I mean, like, the, that first part didn't really necessitate the second part. Yeah. Uh, that, that question's more of an issue for you on the West Coast. Are you, are you drinking at 10.45 a.m.? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I've, I have some stuff in my coffee. It's chocolate milk, but still. Chocolate milk in your coffee. Sure. Yep. Why not? Well, I don't need your judgment. How about that? I guess I can't argue with that. <laughs> I mean, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> that was what you signed up for when you agreed to be friends with us. <laughs> it is what it is, man. So, all right. So we, we've done uh, about as much preview dis- uh, position preview discussion as I want to do for the University of Michigan, because I'm going to be honest, I don't think you guys have any wide receivers out, uh, out there in, in, East, uh, in Ann Arbor. That's, <laughs> that's just not true. It's actually like one of our stronger position groups it's just you know you need oh, someone so, to get the ball there so well no no so 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 certainly that would mean that um the number one receiver from last year is back yes no okay how about the number two receiver from last year yes no okay wait no uh, he is back giles jackson is back you think giles jackson was the number two receiver at the university of michigan last year i thought he had the second most catches that might not be true. I don't. I don't actually do any research before I do these things. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> he he was not the number two receiver at the University of Michigan last year, um, but our friend Ronnie Bell was the number two receiver at the University of Michigan, and he is back. So Ronnie Bell back. Ronnie Bell. Yeah. Okay. Where do you think he's going? I don't know. I don't know how old he is. And I feel like he's been there for like 17 years. Yeah. 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 He's been around. He's been around the block. Cause I, I think he like, he, he, his first game as a true freshman was like a pretty good game, like a 75 yard type deal. Um, so, okay. So good. Great. Ronnie Bell back. <laughs> Cornelius Johnson back or not back? Cornelius Johnson is back. Mike Sanders still, who is not Giles Jackson is back. Roman Wilson back. AJ Henning back. So that AJ Henning was a running back. AJ Henning, I mean he looks like a running back. He's not a running back. <laughs> yeah, he had he had six grabs last year. I'm I'm not that's fine. Um yeah, but in like four games. Uh the University of Michigan played six games, sir. I honestly <laughs> blacked out most of that season. So I you can pretty much tell me anything. Yeah, yeah that season didn't count. Yeah, nobody really wants to talk about it, uh, no. which is why I think that it's time to talk about next season. Next Yay! season. Okay. The schedule. We're talking about the schedule. That's what the, it said that, in the show notes. In the show notes, it does say that this is schedule discussion. All right. Well, let's discuss some scheduling. All right. Discuss so the schedule. The first thing that I notice is that uh, in, in the first three games, Michigan has done like a nice Venn diagram thing of Huskies and a W on a, on a helmet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> You're looking at the same thing I am. It's, it's disorienting for the mind. Yeah. The, 
Western Michigan basically took Washington's logo and put a Bronco on it and then yep. like changed the color. They 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 turned the purple to black. Yeah. So really nice. really what I'm seeing here is that Jim Harbaugh is a coward for having scheduled Western Michigan instead of Yukon. Oh, we could have had three Huskies. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That would have been fun. That and probably fun. like the same quality of football. Uh, Actually, I think that's, that's yeah, no, that's rude to Western Michigan. Western Michigan would probably beat the pants off UConn. Yeah, they I think probably it... would have. Yeah, uh, yeah, they would have rode. The... Oh, he's not there anymore, is he? I was gonna say row the boat <laughs> against uh, UConn. No, he's famously in Minnesota. And he is in bragged, Minnesota. Bragged about scoring an eighteen on his ACT last week. Wait, really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Don't I mean, you get eighteen for signing your name at the top? Twelve. Yeah, 12 is, 12 is like the bare minimum, oh, which nice. never mind makes no sense as a scoring system. Why would you not just make that zero? Never mind. We're, we're, getting, we're getting off track. Wait, hold on. <laughs> what what, we what on track? The, joke, the, the joke in Boy Meets World about how uh, Eric got 190 on his SAT practice? That is the joke. He forgot to sign his name, name at the top of the PSAT. No, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, two T's. Two T's in Matthews. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> and uh, they make the same joke in Scrubs with uh, Turk and the Todd when Todd's trying to sign his name to something and Turk just like mumbles to him, there's two D's in Todd. <laughs> uh, Wait, so, so the, the first thing that's that's standing out here in addition to like funny logo mind games, uh, we have Western Michigan, which is played at a semi-normal time. Well, no, that, that is a normal time. Noon, noon is a good time to be playing football. Yeah, the week after that, that, it looks like we Saturday are we is... are already scheduled for college game day, which is just hilarious. <laughs> Re- wait, I, really? You think I, that? Wait, you think Washington, Michigan is going to be the? I don't college game day. I don't know, but eight p.m. on ABC. Uh, all right. Well, we have the internet, so I can I can actually uh, look yeah. into what is going on that week. That doesn't usually that doesn't always correlate. I'm just assuming. But like they, that's what they usually do. I don't know. Like I, I, at the very least, we're probably getting Herbie, which nice, I guess. That's nice. It'll so, be there for a loss, but you know. <laughs> so week two, uh, yeah, you're not getting game day. Oregon at Ohio State. All right. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, so that's that's gonna be your game of the week, unless you know they decide to go up to East Lansing. I mean, the uh, the Penguins of Youngstown State are coming to visit. Mel Tucker is playing Youngstown State. All right. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, that could be competitive. Uh, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's also uh, El Asica week. Oh sweet, that's gonna be a fun week. Nice, excellent. Uh, Al Asico week, uh, Texas A and M at Colorado in a battle of two teams that are not in the Big Twelve. For but reasons. think they are. <laughs> I mean, were when we were kids. <laughs> um, for some reason, Florida is playing USF at one p.m. on ABC instead of noon. That's weird. I don't know why you're doing that. I don't yeah, know. I understand that. We, you know, like you, you don't kick football? off football at one one o'clock. That's that's just heresy. That's, yeah, don't do yeah. that. Don't do that. Uh, so Wait, I know you, guys, you guys are both wrong. Texas is visiting Arkansas. That's where oh, game day is going to be. Yeah, Texas they're going is visiting to... Arkansas. That's 
awesome. Well, Texas will be back at that point. SEC. Oh, that's going to be so much fun that whole week. Wait. That's also Iowa and Iowa State, but they play at 430. I did say it was Al Asico week, yes. Oh, I thought you – I got sidetracked. Whatever. Uh uh, are, we, are we actually going to go through the Michigan schedule or are we just going to talk shit about everybody else's schedule? I mean, I, I, I wanted to go through Michigan's schedule, but but I'm not going to stop myself from talking about wait, it. Well, wait, so hang on one second. So let's say we beat Washington, which is like a possibility, I guess. It looks That's like it looks like we'll we'll be we'll be firmly ranked at least through Rutgers, which is hilarious. <laughs> um. But you know the the early season Michigan. Oh look, they're back ranking. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I just like it. that's where they get to like 18th. Then they go visit Camp Randall and get spanked by 30. And you're like, yeah, no, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, and then and then it's it's possible, it's possible that we'll go into Michigan State with one loss, and once again we'll get our hearts stolen. Let me, Mel Tucker. Let, <laughs> let me tell you how little you want to go to Spartan Stadium on Devil's Night. You, no, you don't. You don't. Like that, na- that game, for safety reasons, needs to be at noon. They're not going to play it at noon. They're going to play it at least at, at 3.30. At least. I mean, that's... You put... If, if, I'm, I mean, the, the only hope is that like both teams sort of get their shit together and are fine, and then you make it a big noon Saturday. No, what you do is you put that game at like 8 p.m. So you discourage everybody from going out for Devil's Night. See, thinking ahead, thinking ahead. East Lansing PD, you can take that. Wait, take no, that that's, to the you, bank. wait, you, you're, you're, a, you're a, a Spartan fan. You know that's the wrong thing to do. You know that's the wrong thing to do. I'm because trying. To, I'm if, trying you, if you I'm win, trying to discourage thinking in front of couch. Like you lose. Smashing. <laughs> Forget. Alcohol poisoning, that's a given. That's Michigan, Michigan State weekend. There's always alcohol poisoning. <laughs> All right. Um, so I've talked myself into what is this? How many how many games is into the season are we? Is that eight? Seven? Yeah. You eight. glossed over a, a, a trip to Nebraska on shutdown full cast TM, Scott Frost Day. Yeah, well be <laughs> 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 no, it would be the day. That's the day before Scott Frost Day, two and ten. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> unless, uh, unless Scott Frost doesn't believe in vaccinations, and then we could get a two and nine. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I feel like Scott Frost is probably because he spent so much time at uh, at Oregon. Like, I think it's possible he has like some crunchiness about him, where he's like, I'm only a naturalist. Yeah, he also didn't he, he played at Nebraska in what the early two thousands? Uh, yeah. he is t- like that's he's too blonde for like any kind of thinking like that going on up there. Yeah, but it's I'm like, the entire Nebraska white. any Nebraska player from like nineteen ninety to like two thousand five is suspect about what they are willing to put in their body. Like, if you played on any of those teams, you are not allowed to complain about what is in the vaccine because you put a whole bunch of shit inside yourself. They all did steroids. Oh, I, I thought we were just going to li- let that hang for a half a second. <laughs> <laughs> About what was and was not put into various Nebraska players at that point. I, I think horse tranquilizers. Maybe. I mean, Nebraska's, Nebraska's a, a, a farming state. You know, I think a lot of horses around, I think. I don't know. Yes. Famously, they like to husk corn. 
Uh, that is another thing that they do like to do. Um, and, and Frost went to, to Stanford, so I don't know. He should be smarter than that. You think so? <laughs> You'd think so. Anyways. Um, all right. So, th- so now we're, we're, we're uh, the two Talk. sort of break points. For the, so far, you have, you have break points at the Washington game, which, you know, it's at home. It's at night. It's early season. I, I they're think... in the they're in the the Notre Dame spot of giving false hopes to the Michigan fans. In the yeah, I think that's like... a win. I think that's a win, but I would not be surprised if it wasn't. Is the way to say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm putting that as a like a Washington is good. Michigan's good on ABC at 8 p.m. and then like later in the season, you're like, oh, Washington's five and four and Michigan's four and five. Cool, great. Yep. Um, so Rutgers is not going to beat Michigan at home because I, you know, I, like, I understand Greg Shiama has been there for two years now. I don't care. Um, that's also, I mean, I don't understand this at all, but that's homecoming for some reason. Would you like it to be the week before against NIU or in late October against Northwestern? No, do it. I mean, Ohio state's at home. Yeah, but you don't do homecoming. You want to you, you want to make uh, Ohio State homecoming? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know anything about like how they decide to what what is and is not homecoming. You pick a team you can beat. Yeah. All right, so make it Indiana. Uh you can reach our good friend Jason Berger at Home Field Apparel. Um <laughs> just tell them that Indiana is a homecoming game and just see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, Michael Penix will be back. Yeah, I don't. I'm not even sure that's a win, man. Yeah, uh, Indiana might be good, good, not just like funny good. They might it's, be. Al- it's always funny good, right? Good point. Um, well, Kevin Wilson's not there anymore, so it's not like funny good. It's like they're good at defense for some reason. Good. No, Indiana being good at football is always funny. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, like a- when Penn, it's like when Penn State lucks into a basketball team. It's like. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say it's like when a dog walks on its hind legs. It's like, oh, that's cute. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, okay. So, so then we, we, go, we go further. We're, you know, Michigan State is what it is on Devil's Night. That's not going to be fun for anybody. Uh, at Happy Valley, have fun. Uh, at I, don't, I don't know how Did we play at Happy Valley out. last year? Like, what happened here? Last year doesn't really count. Wait, no. Did we play it? I don't remember. No. No, that was the year before. The year before was like the heartbreak game where uh, our, our good friend Ronnie Bell dropped it in the, in the end zone at the end of the game. Yeah, last year was when both teams sucked. I think we were, they were both uh, – hadn't had a – no. Michigan had one win and Penn yeah. State had zero, and I think Michigan was their first win. Yeah, it was a rock fight. Uh, yeah, so Happy Valley, have fun. Uh, it'll probably be snowing, so that'll be great for everybody who chooses to attend yeah. that game. Couldn't be me. Um, and then you get a trip to College Park as a palate cleanser before. Ooh, uh, I'll be there, probably. Uh, I mean, I I wouldn't really want to go to College Park the weekend before Thanksgiving. Uh, Why? Because it won't be fun. Uh, I mean, nah. I've I've always had fun there, Asa. It's. 2000, it's the year of our Tim Tebow's Lord, 2021 Michigan football. Uh, none of this is going to be fun. 
That's fair. Uh, and then, At that point uh, in the season, like, Harbaugh might not even be coached. <laughs> well, the, the, the nice thing is is that if you leave him on the tarmac Lane Kiffin style, he can just, like, hitch a ride to, to Landover to see his brother. Would he hitch a ride <laughs> or we just walk? I think he might just walk. Yeah. Yeah, he'd probably walk, grab some, some uh, gas station milk and, and do it on foot. <laughs> and a steak um, taco. <laughs> yeah, right. um, and then, the cheese. <laughs> Uh, on, on, on Saturday of thanks, after Thanksgiving, uh, the Buckeyes come to town in a game Buckeyes. that either, either Jim Harbaugh will win or die, per his, the terms of his agreement. Lang, right. who must not be named. <laughs> um, so, and then for some reason on the schedule that I have in front of me, the Big Ten Championship game. Oh, yeah, is- we're looking at the same thing. I don't know why that's on our schedule. We're not making it there. Yeah, there's no point to scheduling that. No. So, um, so let's just let's just go round robin style. What what? Let's like go through each game and then uh, Angus or one one of the two of you because I'll be moderating this. Like, keep track of of what the consensus wins is. So two out of three of us need to uh, to agree. So Washington uh, win. You forgot the first you... one, the body bag game. Oh, sorry, Western Western yeah, Michigan. I'm gonna say win. 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 I say win. Okay, one and zero. Oh. Uh, Washington. I say win. I say win. I'm I say myself win. Into it. Two and zero. Oh. NIU win. Three. Win. Uh, Rutgers. I'm going to say loss. Three. <laughs> I I think it. I think that that's that's coming. What do you guys think? It's a it's a win. I mean, unless like Greg Schiano made another deal with the devil, which I, I mean, guess is possible. My I, understanding of the original deal with the devil is that it had an option for an extension. <laughs> so I, I think that he just like triggered the, the option and it coaches and option or devil's option. Uh, mutual option, but the devil ah. was willing to do it as long as Greg Schiano uh, agreed to live in Piscataway. Done. Uh, I think that's a win, but that has trap game written all over it. Okay, so that's that's four and zero per consensus. Uh, yep. Wisconsin's a loss. Loss. Yep. Four and one uh, at Nebraska. I'm going to say is a win because Nebraska's a tire fire. Yep. Win. Yep. Okay, so that's five and one. Northwestern. I think week before state coming off a bye. Yeah, it's a win. Yeah, and it's at home. I would say loss. So consensus has as a win though. Yeah. So that's mm. five and one at Michigan State. That's a loss. <sighs> God, <laughs> you know it is. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't give you the satisfaction. <laughs> Stumpy, you have the tiebreaker. I think it's a win. Okay, so right now we have Michigan entering uh, entering November at um, what seven and one. Yep. What did we do? Like, what what went wrong? <laughs> Uh, apparently you guys think that they can beat both Nebraska or Rutgers, Northwestern and Michigan state. Uh, <laughs> to be clear, the- to be clear, I, it would not surprise me if they came into the, if they came into November at like three, three losses. And five. Yeah. yeah. Three losses. They're not going to come in at three and five. Uh, uh, timestamp 20 minutes. Jason said they will not be three and five. <laughs> Washington, Washington, Wisconsin, yeah. Northwestern, Michigan State, 
I guess Rutgers. There, there's five losses on this schedule, man. Oh, yeah, like I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to go zero and five in those games, but that's five games where, like, if they came out and they laid an egg, you you wouldn't be like, oh man, what's going on in the program? You'd be like, yep, that's about right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. okay. So right now, consensus seven and one. Indiana loss. I'm saying win. Also, I might be at that game, so if they lose, I'll be pretty upset. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I think Indiana's the better team, but it's in Ann Arbor. If this was in Bloomington, it would – I'll say loss. Okay, so now we got 7-2 and two at Happy mm-hmm. Valley. I'm going to say that's loss. a loss. Yeah, 7-3. and three. Uh, At College Park, I'm going to say that's a win. Win. 8-3, yeah. and, and then uh, Ohio State – Eight All right, we're at eight and four, guys. <laughs> so we get this... to play Florida in the bowl game again. Who's excited for the out uh, the Outback Bowl against Florida? No. This guy. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, okay, so so just quickly, like while we're here, because why not? Let's let's talk about the Michigan State schedule briefly. Um, just the highlights. We don't have. We're not going to go through and do wins and losses. We'll do that at a, at a at a later date. Just some funny things. One, they start. Uh, the season on a Friday night in Chicago Why? Um, at 9 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a choice. <laughs> sure um, is. So it's 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 a Michigan State tradition to start the season at home on Friday night um, so that people can go up north. Uh, this is not at home. Correct. That's the weird thing. <laughs> yes. Well, didn't, they, the didn't Antonio start the Friday night thing so that like he'd be the only one on TV? No, it was it was Mark Hollis who started it because some donor said that he wanted to get up to his cabin and he hated getting up to his cabin on Saturday night of Labor Day. <laughs> I, I wish I was kidding about that. Not. Like that's 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 a, a, a relatively well sourced piece of truth. Like some high level donor was like, dude, I hate he didn't say dude, he probably said sir. Um but like he did I not hate... say sir, he said bitch listen. He said Mark. Mark, you know, I, I, I love I love coming to these games. We come to all, all the games, but when you when you kick off at three thirty on a Saturday, you know, it's like Labor Day weekend's done already. And so Mark Hollis was like, Well, what if we did it Friday night? And this donor was like, I have no qualms. And there you go. <laughs> um so Michigan State also for some reason is going to Miami, uh, which will be fun. <laughs> Somebody Right, uh, Angus, to be clear, we're talking about the Florida Miami. They're going to Miami at noon on a freaking September Saturday. That is going to be miserable. If it's not uh, for the football, like for like the actual like playing of football. But I I have to assume those students are really excited about that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is that in hurricane season yet? Sure is. Uh, Okay, great. Let's see. And then um, Michigan State plays their homecoming against the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers at 7.30 p.m. on a Saturday. For... Perfect. Uh, and then uh, gets Michigan immediately off of bye week. So enjoy that uh, scripted first drive, Angus. Uh, Entire first half, but yeah. <laughs> and then, so Michigan State uh, puts, their, puts their final two games of the season at Ohio State and then welcomes Penn State. So Michigan State, like, if they win the games that they conceivably could, or I'm not going to say should, but could win, you could have like a, a nine and one, eight and two Michigan state team. You won't. I'm just saying you could. And then like riding high, feeling good. And then at Ohio state, Penn state. Uh, it's like, let's, let's put all of the bad stuff at the back end when we're hurt and tired. Yeah. Um, 
But the nice thing is, is that you end the season with the, the world's greatest trophy. You know what that is. I don't even know what the trophy is. It's the land grant trophy. Yep. Oh, farming. It's cool. uh, yes. Angus. I want you to. I want you to just just before we we sign off here. I want you to look up the land grant trophy and describe it to our listeners. Okay. <laughs> Live on air. We're doing things on the internet that you can do with us uh, at, at home. You can you can play the home game and just like Google land grant trophy. Oh All right, my Angus. God, I forgot how fucking stupid this thing is. <laughs> Angus, uh, you, you know how in you know how in Parks and Rec they they have to like I don't know they they have to like put together like a mural and then like the mural from the Parks and Rec department comes out and it's just like a smorgasbord of like weird things. That's what this trophy is. <laughs> I like there's a Hulk on it. There is a patch that says Roar Lions Roar. <laughs> Two janky pictures of like each quad. <laughs> You're and looking at the lion. wrong trophy, you moron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at 247's mock trophy. Not that the real <laughs> one's any smarter, but instead of the Hulk, it's the Spartan figure. It has the Nittany Lion like statue in mini form. Uh, I think the Roar Lions Roar thing is still there. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is worse than our trophy. <laughs> special thank you to our guests Ben and Angus for joining us and elucidating us with their intense and immense knowledge of the things that they talk about. Um, you can find Angus on Twitter at jburger90. And you can find Ben on Twitter at BLHerald as well as at halfspaces.com. You can find all of us at TLS underscore N underscore TDS on Twitter. We're talking football, soccer, um, message board fights and realignment uh, and and whatever else comes across the timeline. Um, We don't have an Instagram. We're working on it. We're going to get that up and running shortly. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, the Anchor App and the Smith Workforce Management Group. And a special thank you to you, the listeners, for sticking with us. Um, please remember to like, subscribe, follow, whatever on uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. And we will see you immediately after the Qatar game. Podcast Network.